So who talks first? You talk first? I talk Hello first. everyone and welcome to another episode of Who Talks First. I'm your one of your hosts. I'm CT. Why do you sound so sad? Because that's probably the last time I'm going to do oh, that intro. No, you're right. I'm your other host. I'm Solo. So we've got some sad news. Yep, we have some butthurt news. This is the clickbait part of this podcast. Yep. Is, uh, this is very likely the last episode of Who Talks of First. Who Talks First. You know why? Lucasfilm took our podcast name. They took our name and they were like, we have a new podcast. It's called Who Talks First, a Star Wars podcast with a twist, right? Am yeah. I right? It's, it's... Something? Uh, it's just, it's a, like a talk show oh. that they just called Who Talks First. So it's like a video, like, talk show. So, it, but it's very much podcast format. Like... I'm like, you couldn't go into iTunes and check the name before you, like, coined your show that... No, so it was kind of, I, the story behind it's really sad for me, because at first when I saw Lucasfilm talking about who talks first, I saw a Star Wars tweet about who talks first, and, you were and like, I was like, what? Oh my god! Are they talking about us? No, they're just telling us basically that we can't call our show this anymore? <laughs> yep. Cool. Well, it's like, of course, it's the, it comes from the one person, or the one group of people we can't compete against, or we can't tell them Hey, we have that first because they're gonna be like, we are the licensors. You took your title from our, well, just our from movie. like a phrase. Yeah, but I'm, I'm sure who talks first has been in other movies. Nope, only Star Wars. <laughs> only Star Wars. That's but, true. But anyway, we'll probably transition just solely tonight's of rant, which. If you guys know me, I like having 7,000 different usernames, so this is unsettling to me. And also, I like Who Talks First. Me too. I'm I'm very bummed out about that. Our, our little, like, when you put it out in an, an acronym, it was WTF. And yeah. I was like, I like that, because that's us. It, it was so clever for us at the time. And I apologize if we sound a little cranky today or tired. I'm very sleepy. Oh, we're just both very exhausted today. And it's been a hard work week. And I just... And when we're tired, we, we sound, sound angry. pissed off, which I don't realize until I'm listening back to the podcast and go, I don't want to post this because we sound so mad. We're not mad. We're just low very, energy. Very tired. Sorry. And podcast, and podcast took our Lucasfilm name is what... Perfect. Nailed I, it. The end. Coined it. Yep. That's the end of the... the I think, well, let's rename our podcast to, to, to podcast took our Lucasfilm name. There you go. Got That's it. the name of the show. It's very long. It is. But it's but, it's just probably going to be Nights of Rant from now on, guys. But it involves me having to rename a bunch of stuff, and I'll figure that out later. Um, anyway, so it's been it's been a couple weeks. You were gone yep, for I the was. last show, yep. and I've, I replaced you because we got huge Star Wars news, and I needed to talk to somebody about it. And I was fine with it. <laughs> you were cool with it. She's actually crying in the corner right now. <laughs> Wasn't okay. I have really bad travel anxiety, so I was more than cool with it. It was like, do you want to come record a podcast? I was like, no! I have to get on an airplane. I need to pack. Oh, man, that yep. decibel is Get ready real. for that demon voice. Oh, man, R- rip podcast. Nope, headphones users. I am so sorry. This is going to be- Are we high energy enough, though? I think so. <laughs> I'm trying to make it entertaining I, for the listeners. I'm too sleepy, and this podcast is not going to be edited because I have to go to work at 8 o'clock, yep. and I want to post this beforehand. <laughs> so, uh, 
you were gone, so if you haven't listened to our last week's podcast, it was really talking in depth about um, the whole director controversy, mm-hmm. and uh, I had Kirsty from Cavis from Scavenger Record. That's their podcast name. Scavenger's Horde on again, and then also my friend Peter, who worked on Turtles with me. And uh, Turtles is over. Their last episode is, like, this weekend, I think. Doesn't he also have a podcast? He does have a podcast. Uh, it's called Zero Days Without without a Star Wars reference. I almost said without a podcast reference. I am not good with words right now. You're having a stroke. This is So, Zero Days Without a Star, Star Wars, Wars reference. Podcast. Shut up. I'm doing all of the talking Which now. is so bad because this podcast, our topic, involves mostly me talking. Yep, great. Good job. This is going to be real fun for you guys. But yeah, it's a fun episode, but we, me, you and I haven't really talked about it yet. Not really. Just and what we've had over the, like, island in our kitchen. Yeah, just over breakfast in the morning. Basically. So yeah, JJ brought in for episode nine. Mm-hmm. I'm chill with it. Ryan was my first choice. Mm-hmm. Um, as long as, like, as long as I think they keep up the collaborative effort, mm-hmm. I'll be chill. Because I like everything Ryan's doing. And I don't think JJ's the type of guy. J- well, I think what we can we know about JJ is that he's not a person who strays very far from his or- original intent. Yeah. Because that's what kind of got in tr- him in trouble with his past things is people figured it out uh-huh. and, and he'd he be like, like, no, no, that's no. But then he still doesn't change it. But I really like the direction. I personally think JJ was going. I feel so bad. Cause when you were like, I think I like woke up and you were like, did you see the news? I like walked out of my bedroom and you like jumped out of your room and you're like, did you hear? And I was like, who is it? And you were like, JJ Abrams. And you were so excited. And I was like, oh man, you were like, <laughs> like, I, he, I mean, he was my, I think, second choice. I don't, I'm just, he's not, for me, I'm still, like, chill with it. He's not my first choice, just like you. I'm just very skeptical. Because I'm like, I don't know if he's a strong finisher. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know. (laughs) Kind of lackluster. I just got done reading a bunch of fanfic. (laughs) I, I'm worried for what that means for secondary characters, because we know JJ's like, eh, when it comes to secondary characters, doesn't it's really It's very clear care. when JJ has favorites. has favorites. He's very He's clear. got a lot of favorites, and our biggest complaint with the first movie is that he just, like, tore Finn in every direction for whatever he wanted his scene to be. You, you don't he, have a sense of who Finn He had a really is. good... He had a really good setup. Yeah. Like, him being a stormtrooper. He had a great setup. Setup. But they didn't follow through on that particular arc, mm-hmm. which I'm hoping... Because, again, the best arc for me, for Finn to have, is for him to serve as this Mockingjay for the other stormtroopers. Right. And what I want, and I wrote about this on Tumblr, but I'm going to tell you guys, is I want there to be a scene in episode 9 where a bunch of stormtroopers come in, and you think all this shit's going to come down. But then... They, like, take off their helmets, and they're like, no, like, you, because of Finn, you, of what you had the courage to do, like, you made we've us, realized. You, we realized that we're in the wrong, we've been trained, like, monsters, and I want them to have, like, clone trooper-type helmets, where they all have, like, the- Their own stuff on it? Well, not their or own the, stuff, they have the- The blood The blood smear. The, like, paint on it. Yeah. Yeah, and I'm like, that would be fucking sick. That would be so cool. That'd be really cool. And I think, at least with what they've been saying- 
uh, Ryan Johnson did kind of do like the hard reset and they're like, oh, we're going back in time. Finn is really afraid of the First Order and he's re- is recalled of like his Stormtrooper past again. I'm like, that's great. That's yeah. all I, that's all I feel I'm like so was excited. dropped halfway through for Finn. Because yeah, I feel, I'm so excited for Eight because of what Ryan, I'm mm-hmm. like, I think Ryan's going to pay attention to Finn. So again, I'm excited because I think we'll get a coherent story. And I've mentioned this time and time again, my biggest worry with episode nine was that this story wouldn't feel like it had a purpose. And if at least you're having the guy who started it off, and we know J.J. had a plan for three movies. Mm. He pitched his whole arc Mm -hmm. to Lucasfilm. So what do we know? They clearly didn't hate it. Right, because they were like, come back. But Uh, also, scrap your original vision. That's probably not what happened. No. And I really don't think Ryan strayed that far from it. I think he made some riskier choices. Oh, But I don't think he strayed far from where characters were going to be. Mm-hmm. Um, at least the character journey. At least... I like everything Ryan has said. Team Ryan. I just end up thinking that I, I can't help but feel like I think the second movie of this installment is going to end up being my favorite because rumors are about like how much risk that they're taking and how it's going to be like so different. And I'm like, I'm probably going to my... love it. <laughs> my favorite is that I don't want to get talked too much about like fandom drama right now, but... All these people, when J.J. was announced, they're like, one, J.J. plays it too safe, and I want this movie to be divisive, like episode nine. Like, I want episode nine to be divisive. And these are all the people who are like, if Ray's not a Skywalker, I'm not watching (laughs) this movie. And I'm like, no, because I I want nine to be divisive. Mm -hmm. I want it to have these, like, strong themes that will probably make some people angry. only want people to be, like, I mean, I I might even be in this category, Mm -hmm. that they only want the film to be divisive if it's divisive towards what they want. I mean, that's probably true. But I won't even, I can't even complain either way, because everything that has been said so far is heavily geared towards what I want. Mm -hmm. And so they're, I think, people thinking redeeming Kylo is playing it safe when, got also, one, JJ's not gonna do a rehash of Return of the Jedi. Like, and that very much involves redeeming Vader at the end, Mm -hmm. and then him dying. And... I mean, J.J. might do a rehash, but after all of that shit that he got for TFA, uh-huh. I think he's going to want to take a different route. And I talked about this a bit on the podcast last week, and we can't say if this happens for sure. Mm-hmm. We don't know. But I was talking with Peter, and he was saying something about wanting to see an entire movie with Kylo on the right side, because you haven't really gotten to see in a movie mm-hmm. a, a full movie of a villain try and figure it out what to do on mm-hmm. the good side. I'm like, I that's what I want. I doubt we'll get much of that. At least I'm having my hopes low. I want it. I'm, but I'm rooting for half a movie. Half a movie. Because Just half a movie. That was one of my biggest disappointments with Avatar The Last Airbender, mm-hmm. is we didn't get Zuko on the right side until the last six episodes, I think. Mm-hmm. And we almost got him in the end of, we should have gotten him at just the end of the second season. Yeah. I, but then... Yeah, let's not talk. We'll, yeah. We won't talk about Avatar. No, not talk but. about Avatar. But yeah, uh, so Chris Terrio is the screenwriter, and and when it comes to like choosing someone more diverse for the director, I honestly I I think JJ is a good choice. Chris Terrio is where they could have changed it up a little yeah, bit. What you were saying, we've talked about this in private a mm-hmm. little bit, and we I completely agree with you. They have to go with someone that they know as a director. 
because they've had so much drama losing directors. Especially with episode nine. Especially, or just everything that's coming out yeah. right now, too, though. Yeah. But you're right. Two two directors? Uh, well, they, Colin no, the Colin Lord and Miller, and, and Gareth Edwards was... Also basically Seriously, taken quote, fired. Yeah. <laughs> so they've had all this drama, and it's like, okay, so you go back to the director that you know, but it would have been way nicer if you would have brought in a different screenwriter that wasn't just a, a, a white man. Like, cool, cool. Did I want someone besides a straight white man for a director? Absolutely. But do I understand your choice? Yes, it's a business at the end of the day. But, you know, you could have picked... With Chris You could have picked a different screenwriter, And though. I don't know if... I don't know if J.J. brought him on. And, because I'm... What, the impression I'm under is J.J. will have the story. Mm-hmm. Chris will just put it down on paper. Mm-hmm. That's kind of what I'm hoping is the case. Mm-hmm. Um, who knows? Uh, Chris is an, like an, uh, an Academy Award winning screenwriter, so he is good. But if but th- you can't this was the time that you could have yeah. brought in some diversity, especially if you weren't going, if you wanted to play it, I play it safe with the director choice. Yeah. And I don't want to say it play it safe. Like JJ didn't take any risk because he killed Han Solo, and right. if you don't, and didn't have Luke in the movie at all. Right. That's a huge risk. Those, yeah, those are both huge risks. But but you, TFA was super wide received. Number one highest grossing movie of all time in America. Second highest grossing movie of all time in the whole world. Right. He did very well with that. So mm-hmm. therefore, safe choice. And obviously, he worked pretty well with Lucasfilm, and there wasn't mm-hmm. a bunch of like bashing heads there. Uh, I know Story Group didn't. This, or certain members of Story Group didn't seem to like working with Bad Robot very much, but. Mm-hmm. Apparently not bad enough that they didn't want to bring him back. So, uh, yeah. Uh, then, as a result, episode 9 got pushed back to a December release date, and nobody is surprised about that. No, I mean, I, I kind of always wanted that anyway. Mm-hmm. When they were like, it's gonna come out in the middle of the, the year. I was like, ooh, I would much rather you just take the same amount of time you've always taken on all these movies. I don't want to feel like any of these movies were rushed. Mm-hmm. Because this is gonna be our final installment. I want to feel like you took your time and not like, oh, I wish they had given that six more months. Mm-hmm. And especially with the whole rewrite situation and Kershaw director, or not director, writer, also gone. Also gone, thank God. Bless. <laughs> that didn't last long, thank God. So, I mean, I can sleep at night now. Who knows? It might be something that I hate, but at least it, they'll, I won't have any what ifs about the story. Mm-hmm. I'll be like, well... I can't think, well, what would have J.J. done if he could have completed his own story? Because now we'll know. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, so we also got a Rebel- Rebels trailer. Mm-hmm. So that's happening in October. And you might think we'd be the podcast to go frame by frame and discuss it. But I'm on a Rebels low right now. Yeah. So besides Kanan and Hera. Besides Kanan and Hera. They might kiss and they might talk about the feelings. And I'm excited about that. I that, cried. Yeah. I cried. But besides that, that was the only part of the trailer that had me hype. When mm-hmm. he was like, have you ever, I don't think you've ever really stopped and thought about us. And I was like, or whatever he says. Yeah, so I was along like, those lines. <laughs> they're going to talk about their feelings for each other, right? I'm watch, glad they're going to Watch them not it. even do that. Just like, because I'll be so hyped for it. And they'll be like, oh, what, you're hyped for something? Uh, <laughs> well, that's not going to happen. Just like with Twin Sons. <laughs> They're just they're sitting there like to, they're about to talk about it. They're about to have this mad confrontation. Maul shows up. Maul shows up. He's like, "Hey, what up?" And we're like, "What?" 
kills and Kanan. Hera's like, no, they I've don't never... talk about it ever again. That's Hera, it. Or Hera just dismisses it. She's like, what are you talking about? And she just like walks, walks away. Kanan's like, oh, I thought we had something. That's the end of the show. <laughs> That's the right end. Right there. And Kanan just dies of a broken heart, just like me. <laughs> yep. So, yeah, uh, before we get into the main bulk of the podcast, I want to ask, hey, do you like our podcast? Do you feel bad that we have to change our podcast name? Go to iTunes and give us a, a nice review. And also, if you screenshot that review and email us at nightsofrant at gmail.com, we might send you a nice little gift if you also give us your address. Yeah, you'll also, I was going to say. Yeah, you also have to give us your address. You have to trust we're not enough. psychic. Trust us enough to give us your address. Even though I've been pretty spot on with some of my predictions in the past, I'm still saying I nailed all my Rogue One predictions. You did. Nailed it. Yeah. You uh, nailed them, and then I still enjoyed the movie so much. Because mm-hmm. there were still enough surprises. Yeah. Which is just what I hope that The, the, the Last Jedi is like, oh, we thought that was going to happen, but then there's that, that surprise, and you're like, <gasps> yeah, because, I mean, we've talked about this before, but it's, we keep thinking... All right, we know so much about what's happening in this movie, but also I could not string the movie together. Mm-hmm. I'm uh, we're it's for like three months away. I think we're like three months away. A little less than that. When is the premiere? December fourteenth. Oh my god, no! It's so soon. No, when when, is, when do you know when other people are gonna start being able to see it? December eighth. I'm off. <sighs> I'm offline from December first onwards. I swear to God, if we get spoiled, I'm gonna. Chuck some glass and some eyes. I'm just gonna turn off the modem. December 1st. No! Gone. No! I'm not going online. Well, good for you, but you don't get to make that choice for me. <laughs> you, I'm turning it off. If I want to live through my other fandoms, because I have other fandoms. Oh, that's true. I want to still be able to do that. Thank you very much. You can go to Starbucks. I can't resist. Oh my god. Um, so yeah, go do that. Also, uh, hey, I have some new items in my store. I run a store called Squadron Goals. If you go to etsy.com slash shops at Squadron Goals, I have some cool new products there for you guys to check out. Thumbs up. Was that a good promo? Why are there so many commercial breaks right now? Other podcasts have them because other people pay them money. <laughs> we, don't have, we are our own sponsor. We are our own sponsor. The only way we get money is by people getting things from my store. <laughs> so I I paid for this ad space. Okay. Let me have this. That was a word from our sponsors. <laughs> me. Um, this is the most delusional podcast I think we've ever posted besides... Angry podcast. Besides after Star Wars Celebration. which No, uh, after D23. Oh yeah, I'm sorry. That was the worst one. Um, So yeah, today's podcast is about getting into the new EU. Where to start? And how to start? How to start? And what are the best books? And what are not the best books? All opinions. All opinions. Copyright. Lucasfilm, who stole our podcast name. Yep. (laughs) There you go. Uh... (laughs) So, I'm a big fan of the new EU so far. I would- was... Hold on, wait, I'm sorry. Pause, pause. Actually pause, or like just- No, like, put a put a pin in it. Okay. What if the Star Wars podcast starts their show with, Hello, and welcome to another episode of Who Talks First? If they ever do that- <laughs> What if they do that? I and they're like, I'm your host! What if- What if they do it? Okay. What if- And one of them's gonna be named after, like, like, okay, Lando- 
One would be like, hey, I'm Calrissian. And the other and one I'm like, the other one. The other one's like, I'm ST, Stormtrooper ST. Are they, like, I think they're like, TKs? Oh, yes. I'm yeah, sorry. The other one's like, TK something. I'm sorry. I should know more about Stormtroopers. I don't. We don't. Uh, we like the clone troopers. Yeah. And yeah, I'm just going to stare like awkwardly at the fourth wall camera. I'll be like, they, Lucasfilm actually listened to us. All we keep bragging. I even tweeted that. I'm like, I know we brag about like <laughs> Lucasfilm listening to us all the time, but always being a joke. But, but. Hey there. Major side eye right now. We've had this podcast name for a year and a half. And you're, you're just gonna take it from us? We're pretty distraught about this. <laughs> we don't have a lot of things, so when you take them away, it We don't hurts. have much going for us. Every, nobody likes us. <laughs> we talk about this all the time, is we can't figure out why people do not like us. <laughs> I mean, I hate all, myself, so maybe I can't blame other people for not liking us. That's true, but I think we're a hoot. <laughs> is self-deprecation not charming? Someone wrote a review about that. Like, we have, like, four reviews. They're like, they really hate themselves, don't they? Five stars. <laughs> it doesn't even make me like myself more. Nope. I'm <laughs> your. It's fine. People don't like us, but... we. I, I'm, I, I like you. I like you, too. Well, that's all that matters. <laughs> this is really sad. I always try to, like, fit in with the cool kids. And they're just like, you can go away now. It's fine. We don't need your opinion. Okay. Like, okay. All right. I'll t- anyways. Anyway, I'm sorry. Back to the books. Star Wars books. Pin out. All right. So, uh, I am currently in the middle of two audiobooks right now. Mm-hmm. I am was listening to Thrawn, and I'll be real honest with you, I stopped listening to Thrawn because I was bored as heck. And if you know me... You know I have a very hard time not finishing things that I've started. And I kind of, I even if it's horrible, I'll, tr- You'll power I'll, I'll power through it. Let me tell you about the one time that I powered through that 70s show. <laughs> <laughs> that last season was rough. And everyone was like, why are you doing this to yourself? And I'm like, I need to finish it. So me stopping halfway through Thrawn, I don't want to say it was bad. I really don't care about the Empire. Yeah, so unfortunately, if you're coming to this podcast and you're like, I want to know about the Empire and the new extended universe, just reverse everything that we're going to say about books, because (laughs) ours is very rebel-based. Rebel-based. And very (laughs) anti-Empire. Yeah. And... Because I do find Thrawn an interesting character, and there were parts of the book that I really liked. I really liked the character Eli Vanto. Is that the translator kid? Yeah, the translator kid. Got it. And I liked Thrawn, and mm-hmm. I kind of shipped them. I thought they were kind of cute. I don't really remember how far I got. I maybe got a third of the way through. I maybe got halfway of the way through. But I'll be honest, I was really bored for most of it. Mm-hmm. And uh, I know Timothy Zahn, who wrote it, is like a big name in the star old Star Wars EU, mm-hmm. so I don't want to say anything about his writing. I think he's a fine writer. It just wasn't a story that I could get personally behind. It was too focused on bad guys, mm-hmm. and there wasn't, besides Eli, cute little kid, uh-huh. just just doing his thing, but I, other than that, it was just bad guys doing stuff to bad guys, and more bad guys. Bad guys doing bad stuff. Bad. Pirates and, bad. Yeah, and it wasn't like a, ooh, for what reason are you really doing this kind of thing? It was mm-hmm. just, I, I just got bored. So, alternatively, I switched over to Inferno Squadron, which is also about the Empire, but much more interesting. Mm -hmm. I am halfway through Inferno Squadron now. 
I'm liking it a hundred times more. It's, I'm listening to the audiobook. I shouldn't say read. I'm listening to the audiobook of both of these. Uh, Mark Thompson narrates Thrawn. He does an amazing oh, job. Oh, we love Mark Thompson. He does an amazing job with his voices. Uh, so He's an amazing voice actor. Mm-hmm. Like, blows my mind every time. Oh, yeah. He nails it. So if you're listening to audiobooks and if it's narrated by Mark Thompson, you're you will not it. be disappointed by You're going to love it even if the like book is dry. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, but Inferno Squadron is, I'm going to... Janina Gavankar. I think that's how you say your name. I greatly apologize if I totally butchered that. And she voice acts the character in... Yeah, she did... She's the face model and the the CG person for... Mocap? Mocap, thank Mm -hmm. you. For Battlefront 2. So she plays Aiden. She also reads the audiobook. Cool. And that's really cool. Mm -hmm. Um, She's not great at voices, Mm. but because it's all... It's mostly from her character's perspective. Okay. And she is a good actress. Okay. So her storytelling is really great. Mm-hmm. Um, her voice is not so, not so I much. I mean, it's but... probably going to be like the Ahsoka book, right? Where mm-hmm. whenever Ashley had to do a male's voice, she was like, well, I'm just going to pitch down my voice because mm-hmm. there's not much else I can do. Yeah. Um, but, um, so those are the books I'm currently reading. And you're you're not finished with Leia. I'll talk about Leia a little bit mm-hmm. water, but Leia... But I mean, I was loving it. Mm-hmm. It just... Came, went on vacation, came back to work, very busy. Mm-hmm. Very busy. So I just haven't had the time to finish it. But I'm in love with the book. Mm-hmm. I am absolutely in love with it. And if I could get my bosses to stop talking to me at my lunch, I would have loved to have read it on my <laughs> lunch hour. But, you know, sometimes lunch hours are also still work hours. <laughs> Whatever. It's fine. Smiles. <laughs> Smiles cheesily. And so, from there, if you're interested in the new EU, and you don't really know where to start off, mm-hmm. luckily, there's very few series in the new EU. It's so true. So, I think the only one really is Aftermath. I was gonna say the Bloodline. Not Bloodline. Bloodline is- Well, Bloodline- Well, Leia and Bloodline, wouldn't you say those are two continuous ones? I wouldn't say you need to read one before you read the other. Oh, I guess it's- you're That's, very, that's what I mean. Yeah, okay. not, like, character-wise. Got it. Okay. Um, then it, yeah, just Aftermath. Just Aftermath. Um, so- so I if guess, there's a character that you're interested, you can kind of just pick up their book mm-hmm. in the EU right now, right? Mm-hmm. And uh, my top five books, I'll, I'll just go down the list for mm-hmm. me. Well, my first one is Bloodline. Hands down, mm-hmm. it's Bloodline, I think. I mean, my top three are all Claudia Gray. <laughs> I think <laughs> yep. this woman has a comprehension of Star Wars and her char- characters mm-hmm. more than, like, 90% of the people who work at Lucasfilm. Yep. <laughs> But I, I'll agree, though. Like, reading... Leia is my first Claudia Gray novel, but, like, I am blown away by the book. Because normally I just... I kind of just live in fan fiction because I feel like fans just truly do have a better understanding of a lot of characters. Mm-hmm. And Claudia Gray reads, like, the best fan fiction you've ever written. Yep. Which is the highest compliment I can give a book. Because I'm like, she understands. She Gets it. Yeah. Every single time Leia opens up her mouth, I'm like, yes, that is absolutely what Leia would say. Mm-hmm. Or that is how Leia would feel. Absolutely. And I, I'm in love it. Love it. Yeah. So Bloodline uh, by Claudia Gray is about Leia six years before The Force Awakens. So she's a bit older. And it's kind of about the galaxy finding out that Vader is Luke and Leia's biological father. And I don't want to spoil too much for you if you mm-hmm. haven't read it. But 
But it deals with Leia's marriage. It deals with her pregnancy, right? No, no. She's, Kylo's an old man at this point. Oh, I'm sorry. This is six years before. This, we're talking about, not talk, Aftermath is not my top five. No, 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 no. We're talking about Bloodline. I thought, wasn't, what's the Leia book where she's pregnant? Aftermath. Is, is the that, second Aftermath. Life Debt. Oh, oh okay. Okay, okay. Yeah. Life oh. Debt and, oh, actually, maybe it's Empire's End too. I think it's both of them. Oh. I thought Claudia was able to write uh, some of Leia's pregnancy. She she got to she wrote this little snippet of Han like mm-hmm. holding Ben for the first time mm-hmm. and being like, "I never thought I'd be able to be like want to be a father uh-huh. and look at this little small bean." But that was that's all she got to write. I, that's really all she she oh, wrote. Okay. She wrote some like thinking back of Leia being like, "Han and I hooked up on the Millennium Falcon <laughs> <Right>. bunch." <laughs> okay. That's where my son was likely conceived. That's where this, the one discrepancy yep. I found in all of the EU. Where Han was EU, like, that's where it happened. Han and Leia's thinks like, that's where it's it on Endor, and Leia thinks it's on the Millennium Falcon. And my vote, Millennium Falcon, personally. Well, I mean, Leia's the one with the Force, so. <laughs> that, and also, I just love our headcanon that <laughs> poor Ben has the... The Qui-Gon. The, the ability Not that you the can- Not the Qui-Gon, I'm the, sorry, the Quinlan, Quinlan boss. boss. where you can touch something and see it's the object's memory, so mm-hmm. every time he's on the Falcon, he's just scarred for life. Ah, my parents are magic everywhere! They've had sex all of this! Ah! I need my own ship! I'm gonna live with Luke! <laughs> Bye! He didn't touch anyone ever, and then he, like, shakes hands with Luke, and then sees Luke and Leia making out. He's like, dear God! Ah! What is wrong with my family? So, anyway, Bloodline is really great. Um, Han is in this book, which I learned recently that Lucasfilm originally objected to the idea of Han. He, uh, they told Claudia that Luke, Ben, and Han cannot be in this book. Oh. And Claudia was like, bullshit, if this was happening to Leia, you are not telling me that Han is not coming mm-hmm. to, to be around be her. around her. See, that he is not going to come back and be, help her deal with this. Bullshit. <laughs> and so they got Han. Like, she obviously she couldn't... Do too much with him. Yeah, he, like, she didn't do too much with him. But he's there. Not too much, but... And Luke and Ben are still gone. But they make it a point that she cannot get a hold of Luke and Ben. Right. That she's trying to. Mm-hmm. And it's just a whirlwind. And actually, one of my favorite... Probably one of my favorite Star Wars characters at this point is Ransom Castrofo. Oh. He's a major character... In Bloodline, and he's kind of like this surrogate Ben character in a way. Mm-hmm. I don't want to be like replacement, but there's a lot of things he does and says that kind of reflects mm-hmm. Ben or Kylo. It doesn't Leia even make a point mm-hmm. to like compare them in her own mind oh, yeah. in the book, so. She does, and there's, there's one cute scene where she notices that uh, Castrofo uses his hair to hide his ears because he thinks his ears are too big. And Leia's just like, my son does that too. And like, that's... Claudia, bless you. Yeah, bless you. These are like little the little things. things that you add to the books that give it so much more depth that, like, Leia notices that her son just... Like, this big scary villain man that we know is embarrassed about his big ears. Yep, and you're like, oh, that's probably why Kylo wears that mask, huh? <laughs> and just, like, floofs up his hair, but make sure... Covers up half his ears. I'm like, that's so... It's just, like, such an endearing, humanizing trait. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah, really good. That's my top, top recommendation. 
Um, second, I think Leia, mm -hmm. Princess of Alderaan, is number two on my list. Mm -hmm. uh, again, Claudia just really super nails writing Leia. And what I... There's a lot of, like, little hintings for The Last Jedi, mm -hmm. which is really fun in this book. But there's also... There's what, the good throwbacks. I, I can't wait. And I hope Claudia gets the opportunity. I want Claudia to be able to write Kylo at some point. Me too. I think she would do such a good job because she's doing such a good job at reiterating that Leia understands what her son mm -hmm. was going through when he was growing up and how this happened to him. Mm -hmm. um, the my, Mild spoilers here. I mean, this doesn't give away much of the plot, but there is, it is one scene, but I just think it's really... I, this was probably one of my favorite things that she added to the book. There's this one point where Bale and Breha, who are the Organas, who are Leia's adoptive parents, they stage this fight in front of Tarkin. And just because they're trying to throw Tarkin off their, like, rebellion tracks. And so they stage this huge fight in front of Leia and Tarkin that Bale was, like, cheating on Breha and all this kind of stuff. And then... It cuts to a scene later where Tarkin, like, calls Leia into his office, and he's just like, there's, you're having, like, troubles at home, aren't you? And she knows that the argument was fake, but he's definitely trying to take advantage of the fact that her parents, that he thinks her parents are fighting all the time and there's a lot of trouble at home, which is such a good allusion to why Leia understands exactly what happened with, with Snoke and Kylo. Mm -hmm. And... There's just all these little snippets that she puts in here mm -hmm. that... There's also other beautiful ones that I won't talk about because not knowing and then just suddenly being oh, surprised yeah. with. There's some really... I cried a lot just because of that book. Like, just got me so emotional and it had, like, such good, like, I understood exactly what Leia was feeling or, like, it just felt so nice to revisit, like, older things mm -hmm. and, like, knowing that Claudia was like, yeah, I haven't forgotten some of these prequel characters, guys. Like, there you go. Here's your little, here's your little throw in for there. It was just so good. And it's gratuitous, but not too gratuitous. No, no, no. It's just the, that's exactly what I wanted, and I'm glad to know that happened. And it's also one of those things that, like, if you don't care about it, you'll blink and you'll miss it. Mm -hmm. But if you care, it means, like, the world to Yeah, you. there's, there's a few cameos, but not cameos, mm -hmm. that if you just know, you're like, oh my god, they were here, or that, that's mm -hmm. this person's, and, mm -hmm. like, it's... I won't spoil it because it's more fun. It was so fun when not you knowing. get to see it. But her little uh, her little hints that she drops here mm -hmm. and there are just beautiful, and it makes me go, "You understand this universe." Mm -hmm. And this uh, book is in good hands. Yeah, Breha and Bale. I mean, we all know I love Bale Organa, uh -huh. and getting to see more of Breha is mm -hmm. really amazing, and seeing. I just, oh, she just writes Leia so well. And, and also just fully understanding the weight that Bale and Breha had during mm -hmm. this rebellion. Because you never really get to see any of it. And then just Alderaan's gone. And you're like, well, that's sad, I guess. And now it's even more just devastating. Yep. It's, uh, but yeah, definitely, that, that, that's definitely the next pickup. I think, I think Bloodline is technically an adult novel, mm. I think. Um, I was gonna ask that. I think, I mean, either way, I don't think Claudia's, like, style of writing changes. Like, no. depending on the book, it's just who they market it towards. Mm -hmm. But, yeah, Leia, Prince of Alderaan is definitely a, a teen 
Like, uh, of teen, course it is, because they're, young like, adult. she's the teenager, so it's a young adult novel, which... Yeah, and Lost Stars is also another young adult novel, which is third on my list, which is also by Claudia Gray, because she is the best, mm-hmm. if you didn't know. Uh, Lost Stars is really the... But Lost Stars is the only one dealing with super original characters yeah. that are completely outside of all the movies, correct? I mean, it in takes the, place... In the new EU, yeah. 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 Um, yes. I'm trying to think. There might be another one, and I might be really stupid, and I just haven't read it, but yes. It might deal with Empire characters, and that's why we don't know about it. Well, <laughs> I mean, Lost Stars kind of does. It deals with both sides of the war. Yeah. And it's kind of this, like, great star-crossed lovers, like, romance of a person who def- uh, defected and went to the Rebellion, and a person who stayed with the Empire, and it's a beautiful story. Mm-hmm. And you do get cameos from, like, Wedge and Tilly's, and I think Tarkin's also in it as well. So, you still get some other characters coming in, but it's mostly about these new characters. And it's so good. So if you ever want to, like, read a book that feels a little bit outside of the Star Wars universe, but still Star Wars, Lost Stars, man. And it's hard for me to even put these, like, put that at number three, like, all of Claudia Gray's books are just at number one right. for me, basically. It's hard to even place them. And Lost Stars was the first one that I read, so it has been a while, but I I went through it in, like, three days. It's yeah. a big book, and went through it in three days. It goes... And you would not stop talking about it. You loved <laughs> that book. I did. It was really good, okay, and cute and sad, and I like tragic love stories, all right? Yep. Um, so next I have, uh, Rebel Rising, mm-hmm. which was the surprise on my list because, uh, we had, you, you had read pretty poor reviews I about it. I read awful reviews about it because I almost got it on Audible and then the reviews were like, you're blah, 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 adds nothing to Jen's character, blah, blah, blah boring book and I was like oh okay well I guess I'll skip this one but like I think it did like a this is and this is by Beth Ravis and I don't want to say I'm probably saying her last name wrong um it kind of goes through Jin's life from the second Saw comes and gets her to the second Cassian and K2 get her Mm -hmm. and you just kind of go through her life and see the all the events that kind of hardened her and shaped her to be this a do what I gotta do kind of person Mm -hmm. And I thought it was extremely well-written, made me... I, I liked Jin to begin with. I didn't ever dislike Jin, but made me like and understand her Way so more. much more. And you feel so bad for her because she just keeps losing everything. And instead of... At least where we see her in the beginning of Rogue One, instead of wanting to fight against the Empire, she's like, no, I've tried. I'm tired. I'm tired. And every time like I was part of Saw's like, group, and everything just keeps backfiring on me, and I just keep losing everything. I'm just going to keep my head down and hope no one notices me, and that's how I'll live my life. It's fine as long as I don't pay attention to what's happening around me to when, like, her rebellion was mm-hmm. picked up. I think it was really great. Because yeah, it's, it's really interesting to join a Star Wars story with a hero who's like, no, I don't, I'm keeping my head down, and I don't care about what's happening around yep. me. Nope, just gonna... Because she, like, I forgot what her line was. It was something about the flags of the Empire. She's like, you don't see it if you don't look up. Yeah. And reading this book was such a good way of seeing why... She was so jaded. jaded. And the last one on my list, I had a really hard time placing it. Because at first I was like, 
I mean, we're going to talk about Ahsoka and all of that, mm-hmm. but I ended up putting Before the Awakening in my last spot. And Before the Awakening, for those of you who don't know, who is a three-part book that talks about Poe, Kylo, and Rey, not Kylo, Finn, Finn mm-hmm. and Rey, before the movie. And it's all, I think, six months before the movie, before TFA, and Poe's chapter is pretty cut and dry. It's not very exciting, but I think Ray's and Finn's especially are so good and add so much to the characters that I really love this book. It's a it's a kid's book. Um, I mean, it's a very short kid's chapter book. Mm. Sit down and read it in two hours. Mm-hmm. But you get so much about Finn. Because I want to know about more about Finn of when he was a stormtrooper. Oh, me too. Yeah, yeah. And so this book kind of brings that to you, and you know, he's like this sharpshooter, and he's the person who always goes back for his teammates, Mm -hmm. and that's why he gets, like, reprimanded so often, because unlike the clones, the clones were like, you, you're a team, Mm -hmm. you go back for your team members, blah, 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 but these First Order Stormtroopers is every man for yourself, it's your mission, Mm -hmm. you're completing, if someone falls... You Not keep your going. Problem. Yeah. And Finn was like the leader of his squad, and he kept going back for one of his uh, his, his squad, squad members, who's nicknamed Slip. <laughs> I wonder how. Because you keep slipping up. And Phasma's like, dude. You gotta stop. You gotta stop doing the that. The more, most important so thing. you know that Finn already has this huge like sense of loyalty to his like his squad members, even though his squad members aren't. They don't. They're not like horrible to him. They just, they're not friends with him. They don't mm. care. You're doing, eh. We don't give you a nickname. Slip is, him and Slip are kind of chill, but even Slip's kind of a dick sometimes. Mm-hmm. Uh, and Slip is the one who dies in the beginning of the movie. Oh, so, okay. Yeah, he's the one who gets shot and has the blood streaks. So you kind of get another level of that. Of mm. It's like the one sort of friend that Finn had. The one that Finn was always looking out for. Yeah. And then, now he's gone. Mm-hmm. Aw. I know! It's, it's something that adds so much to Finn's character that I wish they could have alluded more to it in the movie. But again, I'm hoping they just talk more about his, like, Stormtrooper ties in the future. Um, but... And then Ray's story is just her on Shaku and about how much her life fucking sucks. Mm-hmm. Her life is garbage. Oh my god, this podcast is so long already. I'm so sorry. Uh, so, long story short, uh... Ray finds this this ship, and she gets screwed over. I won't spoil it, but mm. it can, you kind of get a really good sense of who Ray is, and she knows sometimes people do really shitty things because they need to do stuff for themselves. Mm-hmm. And it kind of maybe alludes to her parents in a weird sort of way. Mm-hmm. I'm I'm thinking too much too into it, but, but it's an option. Yeah, when when these people leave the planet that kind of screw her over. She kind of just watches them go, and she's like, they they did what they, they always to wanted, wanted to do, what they, I knew that's what they wanted to do. Mm-hmm. I, I can't even be mad at them, because this is when they got the opportunity to leave, and they took it. Mm-hmm. And I think that might sort of allude to what happened to Ray in the first place. Um, so, yeah, so there's some other suggestions. I think the Ahsoka book is very good. Mm-hmm. Um... Catalyst was, Catalyst was alright. Catalyst is the prequel to Rogue One. I, 
Uh, yeah, that that one was all right. It was interesting. You get more of Lyra, who's Jen's mom, and mm-hmm. her mom's actually a really cool, cool character, mm-hmm. and more of Galen and more of Krennic, which, I mean, I don't really need more of Krennic, but... <laughs> who Especially because this character was like, I want power, because power's cool. But in, in Catalyst, you kind of get this impression that Krennic's just in love with Galen, and, like, I'm thinking maybe we're thinking too much into it, but I also kind of love it. Mm-hmm. And then the Aftermath series. Hard okay. Yeah. They, they get some cool, interesting stuff. I liked a couple of the characters. You also get a lot of repeating things. Yes. I, I want to give... I'm not going to tell you you need to read it for any reason. The most interesting parts are definitely Leia and Han. Mm-hmm. Um, especially Leia when she's pregnant. I think that's the most interesting part of it. Um, you, it's all about Snap Wexley. So if you're familiar with Snap's character in TFA, it's mostly about him and his mom. They're, like, again, you have some cool characters. Like, you have Sinjir Rathbelis mm-hmm. and Jazz. And... Oh. You do have some good characters. You do have some good characters, but you also... But honestly, something something was super lackluster for me, so it just... I I read them all. I was able to make it through, so it's it's gotten... Uh, maybe it's, it's higher on the list than Thrawn for me, but I know a lot of people super like the Thrawn books, so maybe I'm just not... It's just not my style, but... I mean, Thrawn sounds like a great book for people who really like the old legend stuff and who really wanted space pirate battles. Yeah, because that's all that's kind of happening right now. Um, And then Guardians of the Wills was another short kids book um, about Shira and Baze. Which I was so excited for. It's it's cute. I mean, if you're ever... It just sounds like they didn't let anyone, like... It definitely didn't 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 tell you anything new. Yeah, they didn't, like... Let anyone it's just explore these characters. Saving the orphans. Mm-hmm. Um, as far as like the novelizations go, people will give me shit for this, but I will recommend the TFA novelization with my life. Mm-hmm. It's not good, but it's wonderful. And <laughs> does that doesn't make sense? Read it and you'll understand. I had such a good time reading that book. There's such like hilarious ways of writing. Alan Dean Foster is in love with Kylo Ren. Mm-hmm. And so, honestly, everything he writes about Kylo is just... Super poetic. It's super poetic. There's one part in the book where Kylo himself is just reciting poetry about space. It's so entertaining, and I I love the TFA novelization. A but little bit ironically. also take this with a grain of salt, because you love trashy, trashy, like, oh, TV I love, shows. Oh, yeah, I love trashy stuff. Like... Well, I mean, like, like I this use isn't trashy, good, but I love it. Yeah, I can't. I there's like, got to be a, like a better word for it, like ridiculous, but it's not. I like trashy is the closest word that I can think of it. It's just it's so funny, but uh, you also get some like good gems from there. But also just the poetic, the poeticisms. That's not a word, but is it? Why not? The poetic waxings. Yeah, of Kylo Ren, aces, and- aces. And then I haven't started this yet, but I've heard nothing, nothing but amazing things. The Revenge of the Sith novelization. Ooh, yeah. I've read a bunch of snippets from it, and it's gold. Mm-hmm. I haven't taken the time, but if you're looking for novelizations, the Revenge of the Sith, Sith I've only heard great, about, great things about it, and I bought the audiobook, so it's one of the things that I'm like, well, I'll get to that one day. Yeah, I, I got the audiobook, too, and once I'm done with Inferno Squadron, and maybe I'll try 
pushing through Thrawn again, but who knows? Maybe I'll just want to go back to Anakin. Anakin. Um, so as far as like the comics, I I haven't read any of the comics in a while. Mm-hmm. I'm not a big comics person. I'll let you know. I'm a huge art snob. Mm-hmm. Um, and I don't like the style a lot of graphic novels are drawn in. I'm a bigger fan of more stylistic interpretations, which mm-hmm. they are doing with Star Wars Adventures, but mm-hmm. I have not looked at that yet. Um, but I have read the, the, the Kanan comics, um, and I think that's a really good story. It I'm surprised it's almost something they never covered in the show. Yeah. It's about Kanan's backstory, and I feel like it's very important. It's because they're making Ezra main character and just mm-hmm. kind of shunting anyone else away. Yeah. Which, you know. Uh, but that one I definitely recommend if you're a fan of Rebels, especially Kanan. Mm-hmm. And then, uh, I, I have a few issues behind on Poe, but, uh, the Poe Dameron has a comic as mm-hmm. well, and it's, it's good. You're not, nothing groundbreaking mm-hmm. is happening, and the, but they've had some, a couple touching moments. And then you've, you've looked at at least the first Phasma. Yes, the first Phasma looks very good to me. <laughs> I'm like this is this is what I wanted the novel to be. The first issue, uh, the, I think only the first issue is out yet. I haven't been to work in a week, like I said, mm-hmm. I went on vacation. But I believe only the first issue is out because it's just going to be a mini series, and it's kind of Phasma explaining herself to the First Order, uh, or well, not herself. Spoilers. Phasma was not the one to give people codes. The codes, no, no, she did not. She took care of the traitor. That gave away the code, and she was very heroic about it. Which, very smart, because I, I didn't even think about that, but that would have been a pretty big plot hole. Yeah. If they hadn't addressed it anywhere. Because, Phasma, it's, so it's about Phasma covering her ass when the First Order was like, how the fuck did they get the codes? And she's like, well, let me tell you about this traitor that I killed. Mm-hmm. I, don't worry. I got him again. Don't worry, he's dead. It, it's handled. And I was super heroic the whole time. And when everyone was evacuating, I was like, no. We stand here. Mm-hmm. We stand here and, like, hold our mission. And Anyways, <laughs> she's very heroic. I hope, because you kind of see in the comic that she, at one point, comes across Kylo and Rey as they're mm. fighting. Mm. I just want, in a, in a future version of the TFA Blu-ray for them to add, like, a very small Phasma just, like, walking in the background. Just, like, kind of, like, peeking around the tree. And then walking away. It'd be hilarious. After they fix where Kylo's scar is. Yep. Um, so, yeah, uh, those are definitely, like, the books I most highly recommend in comics. Mm-hmm. Um, but there are some, a bunch of new stuff coming out that I'm really, really excited about. Uh... This one's a new one that I'm excited about. I wasn't excited about it for a while because I was misinformed about what it was about. Um, the new book from a certain point of view. Mm. I was first informed that this was only about the people at the cantina. Mm-hmm. Like the different people at the cantina and their stories. Which, not gonna lie to you, don't, don't ca- care. Don't care about Snaggletooth. That's his name. <laughs> I don't care. And so I'm like, alright, I'll skip out on that one. But then turns out it's about everyone and anything. There's a Yoda chapter, there's a Qui-Gon chapter, there's a Breha chapter. So, and apparently it's Breha, like, right before Alderaan gets, ex- like, gets exploded. And gets exploded doesn't sound right. Well, we I'm very decimated. tired. Uh, gets so I'm actually really, destroyed. really excited about this. Mm-hmm. 
and uh, John Hamm is voicing Boba Fett. Interesting. Neil Patrick Harris is doing a part of the audiobook. Yeah. I don't know who he's doing, but he's doing somebody. I'm excited. We have a lot of, like, celebrity guests reading a few of the pages. That's cute. Oh, now I have to get the audiobook. I know. But I canceled my audible. Audible account. The New York Comic Con cover looks so good. What's on the cover? It's it's just just a much, it's kind of like a more rainbowy kind of cover Mm -hmm. than the original one. It's not like groundbreaking. But but you're like, I want it. I want that cover instead. (laughs) Because I'm a cover whore. You are. I own four, three copies of Pride and Prejudice. Because like, I like all these different covers. Because I like all of these different covers. I mean, I do the same for comic books, so I don't blame you. Yeah. If I'm like, oh, two variant covers, and I like both the covers, I guess I'm buying both. Yeah, who cares? At least comic books usually are a little bit cheaper than... It's true. Yes, sometimes. Um, But yeah, and then another book that I'm excited about is The Force Awakens, or The Force Doth Awakens. Oh my god. The newest, uh, like, Star Wars does Shakespeare. I'm so excited because I don't think Kyla's dialogue will change at all. <laughs> it says how he talks. But I think that will be so much fun to It'll read. be very interesting. Mm-hmm. I'm having flashbacks to high school and I'm like, I don't want you to, I don't want to touch that. You can tell me about it. Oh, I'll tell you I will it. not touch that with a 10 foot pole. I want to dramatically read it for a podcast one day. Except for I'm not. Do you know how it. long that would be? It's going to be a very long podcast. Very long. Well, it depends. Uh... Could be like two hours. Is that how long the play is? Is that is it just? Do like you a, think you're gonna be able to like just rip through that thing? Oh hell no! Just you're just gonna be like, yeah, this is the. Dumb I'm already weekend. tired of talking. Uh, but and then uh, and just sort of book news. I I'm pumped about this, which sounds weird, but there's been another delay, and I'm super excited. And it's a delay in the Last Jedi novelization. Mm. Because originally it was supposed to come out the day of the movie, and I was like, "No, nope. movie's getting fucking spoiled." Also, I work at a bookstore. If they're like, "There's the book, it's back there. Don't touch it. We can't put it out on the floor." You're gonna be like, "I would rip open." I'm like, pocket. "Today's my last day. Fuck this run." Like, I knew I couldn't control myself. Honestly, if someone from my work is listening, that is not true. <laughs> but it would be very hard for me if they're because we like we do get the books early, like yeah, all books. Absolutely. And there's no way spoilers aren't getting out. Somebody at one of these bookstores. I mean, the fact that all of, like, almost all of the Forest Friday merch was out on someone's floors before, mm-hmm. like, like it, it specifically says these boxes are taped shut. Mm-hmm. The box, like, things on the box say things like, bear with bird. And it's got, like, tape on it that says, don't put on the floor until this time. Bear with bird. That's what those little bobbles were called. Wobblers? Yeah. yeah. Yeah, bear with bird. Brown bear with bird. That's what the Chewbacca wobbler holding a porg was called. So funny. Um, yeah, because uh, this is like a side story. I went to Disney, like Disneyland the other day, and they had these new prints up. And one was of Chewie, one was of Kylo, and one was of Ray. And the Chewie one is called Cool Alpha. The Ray one was called Foxtrot. And the Kylo one was called Victor. And... This is very clearly not what the artist intended these prints to be called because those were just the code names for the characters in the scripts. And I think when they were shipped, they were shipped in boxes that said that the- said those mm-hmm. names on it. So I would actually not be surprised if next time I go to Disney, they're changed. They're changed. Yeah. Because I'm like, guys, these- those are supposed to be marketing secrets. Yeah. These not- were the leaked code names, but at least we know Ray's Foxtrot uh-huh. and 
Chewy is Cool Alpha. Cool Alpha. I'm going to change my, like, podcast handle to Cool Alpha. No. This is the Cool Alpha. You just want to be called 12,000 names all the time. That's true. I don't want anyone to know who I am. I'm a mystery. You're so mysterious. But um, it got delayed till March, so I'm I'm very, very thankful about this because I don't want to get spoiled. And you can't put out a novel on the same day the movie comes out? Are you kidding me? No, and bookstores will get that if, like five days advan- in advance. They're and gonna get it probably weeks in advance. Like, yeah, we we get books pretty early, and even though we're not allowed to sell them, mm-hmm. they're pretty easy just to like. There's there. Yeah. Like comic books, you only get a day ahead of time, but you know, sometimes we get Legos like for months ahead of time. You mm. just gotta sit there and stare at them, and you're like, I'm not allowed to open this box. Yep. I'm not allowed and, to open Yeah, so there, there's no way there's not one person who's gonna be like, in all the care. bookstores who's gonna be like, I don't care, opens it, puts it online. Puts it online. So, very smart decision to delay it, and okay. I'm very thankful for it because I'm offline completely in... At least December. Until, until all of December, yeah. Mm-hmm. I am just not bothering. If anyone needs a date to the, the premiere, let me know. You got you got room for two. Hey, we can lap sit. I'll sit on your lap, not there. Okay, lap. I'm like this is getting weird now. No, I know you. They're a stranger. <laughs> anyway, so I think unless you have anything else to add, I think we're gonna sign off there. Uh, yeah. So thank you for listening to potentially the last episode of Who Talks First. I'm one of your hosts. I'm CT. But who talked first? We did. We talked first by like a year and a half. Star Wars. Yeah, Lucasfilm. Couldn't go into iTunes, type in the name you wanted. You know what? I think we could forgive you if we got tickets to the premiere. You know what? I think we'd be willing to forgive you guys. I think we would let bygones be bygones. (laughs) We'd let bygones be (laughs) bygones. Yeah. If we could get... Some of those premiere tickets. Yeah. Good apology. Thank you in advance. Uh, Please contact us at nightsofrant at gmail.com. Give us those premiere tickets. And uh, we will be very thankful for what, And forgiving. Mm-hmm. We will, it will, we will just, you know, put it all aside. And you know what? We can even, we'll sign an NDA. Yep. We will. If you just give us, if you just give us premiere tickets. Yep. It, easy as that and all this... All this will just go away. Just go away. All this kerfuffle will just go away. <laughs> anyway, guys, uh, this is was who talks first. I'm was 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 who talks first. Oh, I'm solo, and we'll see you next time. Under what name? Probably Nights of Rant. <laughs>